The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded, brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Habs and Minded. It's me, Patrick Bexel, with Anton Rossegård in Wales, and you have been let out of the quarantine, Anton. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Wales don't know what hit them. But uh, no, it feels great to just be out after two weeks in lockdown and uh, just breathing fresh ocean air. It's uh, something I've, I've missed during these two weeks. Yeah, and maybe, maybe going to get a pizza, not just ordering in all the time as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're here with a uh, SHL Extra uh, podcast. Because in a few hours, in two hours' time, two hours and 20 minutes actually, uh, the SHL season will start. Uh, There is a lot to talk about. We will focus on some things. We can't focus on everything, but we will focus on on some things. But as we actually set up to to record this, uh, something huge just broke in Sweden. And it's that Raphael Lavoie is leaving Rögle. And uh, Chris Abbott, the GM of of, Goble, of Rögle, uh, said uh, that uh, he won't be playing tonight. But I have no comments more than that. And you have more sources, Santon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, according to according to prominent Swedish hockey journalists, um, they Rögle had a clause when they signed the contract with with Edmonton to bring Raphael Lavoie over that if they weren't happy with what he could provide or, or what they saw from him in the practice games, in the uh, preseason games uh, leading up to the season, they could just make for a swift exit and just uh, get out of the contract. But that had to happen before uh, puck drop in game one of the SHL season. And naturally, puck drop SHL season is today. So it seems has just... Yeah, they have just uh, dropped out of the contract with Lavoie, and Lavoie has to uh, return to to Alberta or wherever he's going to be for this season. Uh, but it's just it's huge. Uh, I I thought that it would be very interesting to to see him in uh, playing in the SHL and seeing him in a like in a senior squad and seeing what what he could do. He's of course a second round pick from t- 2018 and. Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's huge to to just see um, that apparently they haven't been too happy with him during these only three weeks since he since he arrived from Canada. But yeah, yeah, and, and you have to say like we we've both been in Engelholm, we're both fans of what's going on in Rugler right now. How they have changed the mentality of the club from being this, uh, you know, uh, as we used to joke about it, uh, the cousins from the country, but but really. They have stepped up. They say, you're not good enough for us. You can't live on your name. You're going away. We're here to win the championship. And if you can't uh, help us mm. do that, you're out. And and it's a tough thing to do. But 
from what I can understand and from what I, I've heard and, and what we see a little bit here uh, on Twitter as, as we're speaking about it, uh, is that he hasn't really impressed during the, the, the uh, games that he has been playing with Rugler. And it is probably the right decision. And especially it's a big statement. Remember, Rugler was uh, lost Timothy Liliga and Rasmus Sandin because they didn't develop players. They weren't the big club in Sweden. And this is a little bit of, of saying, you know, we're a big club. We're not going to take everything that you throw at us. No, exactly. And uh, it's just interesting to see because obviously this would have been Rafael Lavois' first experience uh, playing pro league hockey. Uh, he has played in the queue before, uh, and last season he played for, for Halifax Mooseheads and Shikutimi Sanguinis, uh, and had a total of 72 points, uh, no, 82 points in 55 games. So I can assume that he thought that it would be easier to make that transition, uh, that he didn't maybe... Uh, that he assumed that he could live off his talent um, in the SHL, uh, because obviously he's too good for the queue. But as you said, Rugler wants 100% effort. And maybe Lavoie just came over and thought that he could just live off his his high draft standard and, and his name, really. We don't know, really. But it's interesting to follow the development in this saga. Yeah, and you, you, you also have to give him some sort of, of uh, understanding. Because obviously parts of Canada has been in lockdown for, for quite some time before and it can have been easy to practice during lockdown for a lot of players uh, ice uh, time would probably have been limited whereas uh, with the open society that Sweden has had uh, players have been able to skate players have been able to, to go to the gym together and work out properly and, and probably the fitness level is completely different and, and I would assume that's part of the problem and mm. then what the, what the reason for that is is up for debate. But obviously, with what's going on in the world, uh, that could definitely be one of the reasons that, that uh, Lavoie, Lavoie is, is going home. Uh, at least we think it's no, going obviously. home. Uh, we're not 100% sure yet, but, but it definitely sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, especially since it's before game one as well. And if they had that kind of clause, it, it kind of seems, especially with Abbott's comments as well about not wanting to comment on it any further. It, it just feels like if he was only out for this game, you would obviously say something more reassuring to the media. Indeed. Um, and shall we really start talking the SHL season with about Rugler? We've already mm. started in a way. Uh, they finished third last year. They, they're playing the Champions Hockey League this year. We have seen what it does to other teams that play the Champions Hockey League uh, from different countries, especially from Finland for the first time. Uh, you need a bigger squad. There is a lot more of travel. This is different this year because obviously uh, due to COVID-19, uh, the the it's not a group stage anymore. It's a straight knockout competition. And it seems like the Swedish teams are getting home field advantage or home ice advantage with two one or two games. Uh, so, so it might help Rögle in that case. Uh, but but Rögle has come far. It's three or four years ago since uh, Cam and Chris Abbott took over Rögle. And they have really done a number on... on, on <laughs> On, on the team and changed the perception of the team and changed the mentality of the team. 
I'm in favor of what's going on. I had Rögle ranked very, very high last year. Uh, maybe not as high as the finish. I think I had them fourth. But on the other hand, when you look at SHL this year, is this a uh, sophomore um, year for slump, for slump or, or, or year yeah. for, for Rögle? Yeah. Or is it a... Uh, uh, are they ready to, to still be up there? It's difficult to say, really, because they have... They've lost Cody Curran to an NHL contract or a KHL contract, right? Didn't he go to? Didn't he sign with Anaheim? Yeah. Anyway, they lost Maybe Corey Curran. But Cody Curran, yeah, yeah, Cody Curran was uh, the best offensive defenseman in the league last year, and he's finally getting uh, at least a shot at playing in the NHL after playing in Norway and Denmark and in smaller teams uh, for, for basically his whole career. Um, and he is difficult to replace, obviously. And they've also lost Ted Blitea, perhaps their best centerman. Uh, and I don't know if they've had the opportunity to properly replace Blitea. I, I think that part of the solution uh, was supposed to be Raphael Lavoie, and now he's out of the picture. So... Regla has a talented team, and the best talents they have are really uh, in the uh, in the booth with Chris and Cam Abbott. Uh, so they can overcome diversity. They've shown that in the past. It's going to be interesting to see the young guns, Nils Höglander, Samuel Johansson, uh, see if they can take some extra steps and becoming even better. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, like, uh, both of, of those players are, are players that we think highly about. We've seen them in action. We've spoken with them. Uh, I think everyone will have their eyes on, on Nils Höglander for obvious reasons. But these extra two months before the draft or one and a half month before the draft, uh, or, or now it's only one month before the draft, those extra games might be... Very, very important for Samuel Johansson. He's an offensive defenseman with a great hockey IQ. And he will be one of the players that Chris and Cam are looking to replace Cody Curran. And I wouldn't be surprised if he actually managed to, to take a big part. No one can replace Cody Curran. But but mm-hmm. he, will, he will be able to take a big part of that role and create his own dynamic from it. I don't think... I, I, I think there is... Four top teams really in Sweden this year, and uh, and uh, then it sort of evens out a little bit, and I don't see Rogli in that. They're they're in the team five six, in my position. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so as well. I think that if they had been able to keep on uh, with the squad they had the previous season, just making some minor minor changes, but not losing two of their best players, then they could really challenge for uh, challenge for being the best team in the SHL this season. But now it just feels like they are in for a kind of setback. Not a big one. Uh, they still have a good team, but maybe not challenging for, for the number one spot. And uh, let's be honest, I put this out on Twitter the other day, and uh, I think Rugler would be a great fit if Montreal Canadiens signed uh, Cole Cowfield. And uh, put him in, uh, put him in Rugley if 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 that would be agreeable with Rugley, obviously. But uh, Cam and Chris are two um, small statue players that made a great, crazy good career here in in Europe, and I think 
they could really benefit uh, Cole Caulfield as well. Uh, and partly with, with the physicality and, and help him build up his strength. I think Rugler has a very interesting program. And uh, as I said, Kim, uh, Chris and Cam scored a lot and, and they're small statue. And obviously they're Canadian. So, so there won't be a language barrier, even if it's, you know, they know the nuances of the language. It's not just they know the language, they know the nuances. And, and I think that could be very, very helpful. Obviously, for me personally, and, and uh, for you when you're back in, in Sweden, it's halfway between where we live, more or less, and, and it's very convenient for us to, to go there as well. So it would be really, really interesting for us if, if that's a place where Cowfield would end up. Uh, Mark Bergman mentioned that it is a possibility to, lo- to, to sign him and loan him out to Europe and make sure that uh, he gets the best ice hockey season possible i think that's a very interesting scenario because as you say there are so many pros to coming to coming to regular for a north american player uh with the language barrier not being a factor and also the fact that engelholm is a small town which breathes hockey there is really not that much else to do so it's so it's just focusing on hockey for for half a year or something it, it could be beneficial for someone who hasn't lived abroad before uh, to just come into this small community and and being just be, being able to to practice uh, full-time and and becoming the best version of yourself that you can possibly be yeah that, that's where we that's 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 a solution i have obviously i'm not uh, employed by the montreal canadians uh, because then you would hear me at another podcast probably but but I think it's an interesting solution. It's one that I came up with, and and if it if it uh, happens, you know, um, it, you're probably going to hear the shot over to Canada. Looking at at there, there are two. There is one team that everyone more or less thinks is going to end up at the bottom. Uh, mm. I I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not too sure because I haven't followed them that deeply. But Oskar Hamn. If if Rugley is the cousins from the country, they are from the sea bottom. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing to say about Oscar Ham. I tried to come up with something interesting to say, but I just have a couple of question marks. Uh, I think uh, they are an a, a hockey Alsvenskan team playing in the SHL, and I can't imagine them ending up somewhere other than thirteenth or fourteenth. Yeah, unfortunately, but. As in the same as Engelholm does, they live uh, for hockey in the area. Uh, they've built a, a community around it. There is nothing else stealing the limelight or from 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 the hockey. They have the whole backing on the area, and they create this uh, us against the world mentality. They have a, a GM that has worked magic before. Um, I you, there is always one team that falters in the SHL always. Uh, yeah, and and there is always one team that surprises a lot, and and that could really be Oscar Ham this year. But no, I, no, I, it <laughs> couldn't. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, if they end up out of the 13, 14 spot to the relegation battle, that is a surprise for everyone. They have overachieved, I, and and absolutely. But I can't see that happening. No, nah. not with not with the roster they have. But but I'm putting it out there that I got my base covered, and you don't. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I will take that loss <laughs> if that happens. I, I will. Actually, get, I think we all would cheer for it because that's the 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 fun thing with with relegation and promotion mm. that that you get these teams that come up they 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 manage to to uh, stay up and and build from that. Some of them succeed, obviously. And some of them doesn't, but but it creates that, that dynamic that everyone has a chance to actually go and play in the top division. Uh, then uh, is it going to be Linköping, Malmö, or maybe even Jugorden in 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 one of the other in the other spot down there? Don't forget Lexand. And Lexand, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, but uh, Lexand has invested more money in players. Yeah, but have they invested in, except for Peter Chelerick, who is an NHL French player, uh, I don't really know what Lexand has to offer that much. I, I'm excited to see Emil Heinemann, a uh, big scoring left winger who is draft eligible, seeing what he can do uh, during this season uh, and if he can strengthen his status ahead of the draft. But otherwise, uh, I, I have actually I've actually put Lexand in 13th place, so I don't believe in their... I don't. I don't believe in them managing to avoid relegation battle. Uh, I have. I have. Uh, I'm. I'm torn between actually um, Malmo and and Linköping. Yeah. Because, yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, I can understand that as well. Because uh, th- there's going to be pressure on them to to actually stay out of that, and if they start spinning out in that negative uh, spin. They, 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 if they're going to continue down that hole, they're not going to get out of it. And they don't have the money to, to go in and buy something really, uh, get that player or those two players that will get, get them out of the jail free card in a way. It's not a free card, but, but pay them way, pay their, their way out of jail. And it's the same a little bit with you, Gordon. I have more trust with their coach. I have more trust with their youth development program, and I think that is going to be beneficial, and that's what's going to keep you going up. But you going and is is really the Montreal Canadiens of, of, of Sweden. They, mm-hmm. they have the most uh, most cups. They have the most uh, um, players with the longest careers, etc., etc. They, they they're a storied mm-hmm. franchise. Let's be honest about that. And but they have made the decision this year due to COVID-19 to not invest in their squad mm. which which may, you, you, yeah. you have to respect that and they are so good so they shouldn't end up in the bottom two yeah I, I, I put Jurgen in in 10th place uh, and I, I really like their their young guns Albin, Albin Gleave who was drafted last year I think uh, or the year before yeah but uh, he's left Detroit, is he back because he left yeah, for Grand Rapids he, right yeah, but I think he starts the season in Sweden, at least right. when I checked the roster um, on Elite Prospects, he was there. That was just yeah. what I what for, I said. For, for, for me, Bjarnfoot will be the, the standout player for you, Gordon, uh, of, yeah. of the returning yeah. young guns. The, the, yeah. the uh, skills he accumulated over in, in North America last year will be on full display. He's a leader already at a young age, mm. and he will he will stand up, and he's he's born and bred you, Gordon. So he mm. will not let the team falter. I think that's important yeah. to say. And, and obviously up front, they're going to have Holtz. 
Holtz and William Eklund, who is uh, eligible for next season, uh, who's also interesting to see. Um, just seeing what those two can do if they can take another step in their development. Obviously, having Björn Foot is is just good since they lost Linus Hultström and since they've lost Patrick Berglund, the former NHLer as well. Yeah, it's uh, as you said, they didn't invest in their in their um, squad this season, so they will need the youngsters to to pick up the slack really. Yeah, they have a they have a really good coach behind the bench as well. Let's not forget Coach Olson. Uh, I mm. think that he, he's the calm in the star storm that that you want there. He's a rock to lean on, uh, and and he knows how to get the young players to to progress and to to develop. And I think with him there isn't a chance. But those three four teams, let's say those four teams, are going to battle it out down there. Uh, yeah. And and that's that's more or less what we everyone thinks. And and then if if another team you know surprises, fair yeah, play. Yeah, I, I I wrote about Malmo that it's going to be interesting to see if Helge Grans can can take another like another step in his development because he's also draft eligible this this October. Uh, but what happens if Oscar Alsenfeld, their goaltender, is just unable to play at the high level he played last year? They really have no no solution for that. Uh, they have a goaltending issue there. Uh, they have a Norwegian backup goalie who's not nearly the same level, and they've lost. Um, they've lost. Uh, yeah, now they have Fredrik Handemark back from his NHL adventure due to COVID nineteen. But still, if he goes in the middle of the season, I don't know what's going to save Malmo either. Yeah, uh, the the only and let's be honest in hockey Allsvenskan this year, first and foremost, the the there are more NHL players in hockey Allsvenskan than in SHL this year. That, that's that's the yeah. one thing you have to realize. Second, the top three four teams in hockey Allsvenskan is more or less on the same level as the last two teams in the SHL. There is even if you go into relegation and play the best out of seven series, you can't be sure to win that. No, no, you you really can't. I mean, it's kind of a setback from no one being relegated this season. Uh, well, season 2019-2020 due to the COVID pandemic. Now you're going to, if you end up in the relegation uh, qualifying round or whatever you can call it, uh, it's going to be harder than ever to maintain your spot on the SH, in the SHL. Yeah, we, we thought it would be difficult last year when Bjorklöven and Modo was the runaway trains. But but it will be even tougher this year for the SHL teams to to stay up, uh, yeah. or so so that's something to be wary of. And if you look at at those four teams, uh, I think the the two teams with best economy is going to be Ugolden and Linköping, and and yeah. that could help out to 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 avoid the relegation battle. Mm. Then we have a couple of other teams. Uh, that that I'm unsure of, uh, and I'm going to be ob- honest and say I'm unsure of them, because Brines they have made all these big signings, but I'm not sure they have got gelled as a team yet. And we have seen that in in the in the uh, preseason games that we're not really sure and that that they have gelled and they they do some stuff there that looks great, and they do some stuff that looks completely. Like brain farts. Um, mm. We got Vecchio, that is really a, a, a good team as well, but they're struggling. Uh, they haven't really brought in 
those kind of players they have in previous years. Uh, who else? Hey, hey Vekwe has brought in Jack Drury, uh, who was Hurricane second rounder in 2018. So this is battling Lavoie for the yeah the biggest Canadian or American junior uh, talent. He has played for Harvard the last two years, I think, and has played two um, World Junior Championships. So that will be interesting to follow, at least. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and and then uh, we got Coleftio with Jacob Olofsson. Um, they have incorporated a, a, a coaching system with three coaches on the same level, mm. uh, which is very different from what, what everyone is... Swedish. Very yeah. Swedish. Uh, and very different from what anyone in hockey is known about and I'm not sure that works out we we had a podcast with uh, Stefan Hedlund about, uh, about Jacob Olofsson uh, they're going to play Jacob on the wing uh, that's more or less certain uh, he's big he's got the skating for it uh, and it frees up a little bit of his creativity as well he doesn't have to be as responsible uh, defensively um, they cited his hockey IQ as, as one of the reasons to do this uh, and and yeah, Kuleftio uh, is in that bracket that could be seven to six, I think, which would mean that you either stay out of the play-ins or or and and go directly to the quarterfinal, or you have to go through a best out of three and into the quarterfinal. Mm. Uh, but but is there. Rugler is is I think Rugler is better uh, than these teams for sure. It's going to be interesting in for Leftio to just see if Philip Bruber can can just legitimize legitimize his status as an as a legitimate NHL prospect because he was drafted eighth overall last year by the Oilers and he didn't show very much uh, during the season. He didn't uh, ratify his yeah his high draft position at all really eight points in in uh, his rookie season as an offensive defenseman um it's going to be interesting to see if he can take a leap in his development and and kind of carry uh, for leftio to uh, to um, something better what what i really enjoyed with broberg last year was was to see the bench whenever he got the puck in his own zone he he they just stood up and say go 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 <laughs> and, and like, yeah. like you're here to, to to play your game and and that's very comfortable for for him and uh, the pressure is going to be a little bit bigger but but yeah he's um edmonton obviously thinks he's the next eric carlson i'm not convinced that he's there but but uh this defense is considerably worse yeah let's leave it at that um <laughs> yeah. uh, but but looking in there, uh, and then we have what Lulio, uh, who is my favorite to win it all, even in the playoffs. They had mm. they, they were supposed to win it last year, and they have more or less the same squad, uh, especially with Nils Lundqvist, uh, who is a better version of uh, of uh, Broberg for sure. Yeah. Uh, Rangers prospect. Yeah, unfortunately, a great Rangers prospect, but but yeah, yeah he he's there. Uh, we got Faristan, we got Hove Hutiet, uh, where another Rangers prospect that is always talked about on the trade block, Leas Anderson is playing, uh, <laughs> yeah. first first line center. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. He has made some great interviews here in Sweden where he actually pointed out that he was happier in Hartford than he was in New York. Uh, wow. so, so that was not the reason that he left just because he was sent down to the AHL. On the contrary, he preferred the AHL to the NHL, um, 
why i don't know uh, i haven't been able to speak to him uh, and but but it's something that you know creates a little bit of logic in in his reason, reasoning uh, rangers is obviously doing the same as oilers does with pulyari where they are hoping for uh, the player to have a breakout year and either come back to them or being increasing their trade value yeah i i can't imagine him coming back to the rangers it just feels like they have burned all bridges just like pulley and oilers uh so like as you say strengthening their their trade chip position uh the the franchise trade trade position there is mainly what they can hope for at this point because Elias Anderson was overdrafted from the start I've heard all of these stories that the Rangers drafted up for Elias Pedersen and then he was drafted fifth overall which they didn't expect so they had to go for the next guy on their board and that was Elias Anderson who they expected to take a little bit later so I don't know if they even believed in him from the start, and it kind of shows in the coaching staff's decisions. But it's going to be interesting to see in, him in HV71 because he, they have a talented team, um, and uh, it's just going to be uh, whether Leah stays the whole season, really, and can carry them as a first-line center. I think he's promised to, to stay the whole season by the Rangers. So, mm. And there, let's be honest, there are, was it Sion Nybeck? Uh, yeah. Who else is there that is on... on... Emil, Emil André, who Emil will be André. drafted second yeah. round. Uh, Hugo Alnefeldt, who was Sweden's goalie in uh, uh, World Juniors he's 2020. A Tam- he's a Tampa prospect, right, isn't he? Alnefeldt? Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, drafted by Lightning, yeah. yeah. Um, so so yeah, they have a, a good junior program as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see them. They are obviously in those top four spots and... Then the question is, is number four Frölunda or is number four Örebro? Because Örebro has invested a lot. Uh, and uh, it's their year, make it or break it year, really, isn't it? Yeah, and Örebro has got uh, a couple of players back from like NHL contracts. Uh, Abols and uh, Matthias Bumé, I think. Um, and completed that trio with Borna Rindulic, a Croatia's best hockey player uh, with 14 NHL games for the Habs, who has uh, teared it up in, in smaller leagues. Uh, I think they have, I mean, obviously they have a great goaltender in Jonas Enroth as well. Um, I think Olo can really surprise. If if I were to put like, a surprising team on the list, it would probably be Olo, who I think can challenge for a third or fourth spot. Yeah, and then where every Habs fans is looking um, this year, it's Frölunda. Mm. A lot has changed yeah. since last year's Frölunda that, that had a really off year where they won the Champions Hockey League and finished seventh in, in the SHL. Obviously now all the youngsters are one year older uh, and obviously they have a great coach in uh, in Runway. So it's, it's, it's uh, for me it comes down to goaltending. Do they have the goaltending tandem to 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 warrant a, a high position uh, this year? What do you think? You're the local guy. Uh, I actually think that they might have not because of the goaltending, but because the defense is so much better. Um, mm. So so then it really doesn't matter who's the goalie. If you're an average goalie behind a great defense, then you're gonna mm. be a great goalie. If you're a great goalie behind a crappy defense, then you're not gonna be a great goalie. Uh, it's evident in, in some ways in, in what we see with Carey Price. Uh, when the defense mm. is really bad, he can't bail everyone out all the time. 
but if you have a really strong defense, you got these uh, goalkeepers that can win a Stanley Cup even if they're not the best goalkeeper in the world at that point. So, so I think since the defense is so much better, uh, Selgren is coming over from Carolina. Norlinder is is up from Modo. Uh, there, there have uh, other youngsters coming in. Um, they have Raymond, obviously, uh, as a forward. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, you have a leader. You have a couple of leaders. Max Freiberg is considered a leader in Frölunda because he never <laughs> quits. Uh, you got Joel Lundqvist because he never quits. He's like 200 years old and he's still going strong, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, then you got Niklas Lasso, who's been away, and he is the captain in waiting when when he's everyone knows that he's going to take over when when uh, Joel retires and there is a lot of speculations about the goalie uh, you heard it uh, and saw it probably in in different news sections on Friday I think it was uh, when Milan Hajduk was it in in Rangers that said that uh, Libor Hajduk Libor yeah. Hajduk yeah. yeah that said that um, you, uh, Henrik Lundqvist has said goodbye to the Rangers and, and to the players. And um, that is really interesting because in Gothenburg, everyone wants to know if he's going to be bought out and sign a season-long contract with Frölunda. And the speculation is because then Frölunda will suddenly become favorites to win it all, retire with a cup on the ice with his brother. Uh, yeah. And, and that would be very, very interesting. I'm not sure that that's going to happen. But that is the talk of the town here. But for Montreal fans, obviously, um, what everyone in Sweden is considered going to be the breakout player of the year. Uh, I have put money on, on him as rookie of the year. <laughs> so, yeah, Matthias Norlinder. He's stolen the limelight in Frölunda during the preseason. Uh, he's... Uh, He's gotten uh, the, the, the confidence of Roger Runberg. And, and if you haven't listened to, to my interview with Roger uh, about Matthias Norlinder, please do. Uh, he, he speaks so highly of, of uh, Matthias Norlinder that it's incredible. I spoke a lot with Roger Runberg when Dalin was there. He was more cautious with Dalin. He is expecting a lot from Matthias Norlinder. And he's going to make sure that Matthias Norlinder reaches those expectations. Uh, it's it's amazing to hear about the the development of Norlinder over the last year and a half has been nothing nothing short of extraordinary. It's just let's hope that he can continue on this wave. But yeah, right now it's just it's 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 a great story. Yeah, and a year ago no one really knew. What, uh, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a year ago no one really knew about Norlinder what to expect. Uh, from him and then the highlight gifts started to roll over the Atlantic and uh, what is it David Saint-Louis that says he's one of his top five uh, prospects in in in, uh, in Montreal's uh, pool and you have yeah. to you have to realize that okay I think he's taken out Romanov now but still that's Someone yeah. that I respect a lot thinks very, very highly about Norlander. Uh, 
Yeah, Montreal has a great talent pool now. If if Norlinder can take the step up to being the, that next defender or defenseman, it would certainly make for an interesting one-two punch with uh, Alexander Romanov and Norlinder as um, as two very different kind of playing uh, left-handed demon. But but yeah, it could uh, it could work out very well in the future. Let's just cross our fingers. Yeah. So looking back. Um... I think that we all agree, or we both agree, that Lulio is the team to beat this year. Lulio is the team to beat, especially since they got Linus Claassen to return as well. Uh, they have, yeah, they also, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what Jesper Wallstedt can do in, in goal. He's obviously the the Yaroslav Askarov of next year's draft class. He's that highly touted goaltender who will go in the in the first round, probably. Uh, I, I would say that Lulio is the team to beat, yes. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's a pleasure, and even if it hasn't been uh, the most straightforward uh, podcast and, and going through team by team, there are different tires in, in the Swedish HHL this year, especially due to COVID and who has invested money and who has asked the fans for money and who has not put in any money. Uh, this is important to understand. Uh, there will be uh, more changes during the season, depending on if crowds is going to be let in or not. Right now we stand at 50 spectators. Uh, the club's hoping for 500 or even more. Uh, and since uh, NLA started yesterday and they have uh, a higher level, Czech Extra Liga has a higher level, uh, KHL obviously has their level. So, um, I think the Swedish government and, and agencies are looking into how it can impact the league. Uh, it will be an interesting league. There will be a lot to talk about during this season, and uh, we're going to touch on it. But and but for now, this is the SHL preview. Listen also to the different interviews we had with with Jacob Olofsson's coach, with uh, Matthias Nolander's coach. They're in this uh, podcast uh, in in the channel as well. So. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Anton, for joining us. And uh, we'll get back to you soon. <laughs>